Welcome to Sisters Not Saints, the podcast where we offer real-life advice from the sisters you've always wanted. Featuring two real-life sisters, Kristen and Megan, and two real-life sisters-in-law, Hillary and Zoe. Sisters Not Saints You might think they're saints, but they Some of them are sisters, two of them have sisters, but there's one thing that's for certain, it's their sisters Hi guys, I'm Megan. I'm Hillary. I'm Kristen. I'm Zoe. Zoe was waiting for me to go third. She did not want to go third. I just always wait till everybody says. <laughs> she likes to have all the attention on her. I thought for once, no, maybe I I'll just... get to go last and be like, and Kristen. I'll, next week, I'll let you. Okay. I find I'm always first because I like to just get in there and <laughs> like a shark stab. <laughs> so I was on TikTok and I came across a new dating theory that might be helpful for you, Zoe, as you're evaluating oh, men. <laughs> Thank you for and Megan me. and any el- other single gals out there. Um, it's called lunch table theory. Have you heard of it? No. Okay. I hadn't heard of it either. Can I play it? Sure. Play it. The lunch table theory attempts to decipher baby daddy DNA by picking the right mate for you based off of where he sat in the high school cafeteria. Pick the right table and you'll pick the right man. Let us start with a table full of band kids. Listen, if you snagged a man who played a wind or brass instrument, you have done well for yourself. But if your man played percussion, beware. Ah, the choir kids. They are truly good men that require lots of attention. They will treat you like a queen as long as you are constantly and consistently stroking their ego. But what if your man was homeschooled? Well then, it's a crapshoot. Martin, my man, never chose a table. He would float from table to table depending on his mood. Well, this man is not to be trusted. All right, so thoughts on lunch table theory. Okay, so... In summary, lunch table theory is you're basing your spouse off where they ate when they were in high school, who they sat with, basically like what their clique was. Right. Band, choir, jock, mm-hmm. emo. It does sound like it, this is maybe just applicable. <laughs> applicable. Applicable. <laughs> applicable. Yeah. To men only. It didn't, wasn't about women. Well, no, because it was about women choosing a baby daddy. But baby daddy DNA. That's true. Oh, yeah. Okay. So just men. Okay. So Peter was in band. I don't know if he sat with other band kids. I don't know where. Yeah, he I've did. never he did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, and we have a sister sitting yeah, right so here. We've got a sister here to provide <laughs> valuable. I guess I intel. guess a lot of his friends were in band too, so that makes sense that they sat What instrument together. did he play? Trombone? Is that right, Zoe? Yep. So he's trombone. A good, he's a good blower. So <laughs> So what 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 instrument is that? Brass. <laughs> it's that big one like the Yeah. <laughs> oh, like wow. you need all the attention. That's crazy. I just don't imagine him as a trombone man. I know. I don't either. I've never seen him play. Mm. Wow. He's never played for you? Does he still have no. a trombone? I don't know. Maybe like his parents in the oh. attic or something. We got to whip that out. No, they've sold it. They did? Okay. Well, they sold his I'll, trombone? I'll never see his trombone talents. But wait a minute. You told me recently that your parents don't sell anything. Well, they got rid of it. They like donated it a while ago, a long time ago. Well, in this video, it said that if he plays one of those instruments that you're golden. No issues there. Mm. Well, perfect. Mine, on the other hand, I had yeah. a lot of warning flags. Percussionist is up to trouble. Yeah. Percussionist. And he also was with the emo kids. I'm guessing. those were <laughs> That was his friend I'm group. Guessing. And he floated. And those were all three Ooh, red flags. Gosh, I'm surprised y'all have lasted this long. I'm not because I was also a floater. <laughs> and so it makes sense. <laughs> Where did you guys sit at lunch? 
I floated. My friends were all in different groups. So some days I sat with one group of friends and our lunches were weird. It wasn't like you had full access to all your friends. We had four different lunch periods, which I'm sure most high schools have. So some years I had my really good friends in lunch with me and some years I didn't. And so it was just like a floating kind of thing. That was the worst thing about high school was not being able to eat with your friends. And not knowing like what you were going to get at the beginning of the year, like who was going to be in there. Mm -hmm. So no matter what, like no matter how many friends you have, it's so awkward to walk into a lunchroom, no matter how confident you are, how many friends you have, it feels like everyone's looking at you. Where did you eat, Megan? And this is probably going to be hard for y'all to believe. Very popular in my high school. (laughs) Very. I sat at like the table where all the cool kids sat and had no issues. Wow. I feel like this is a good time to explain that I was homeschooled (laughs) in high school. You sat like a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Did you did you eat with your mom? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I ate in the kitchen downstairs and we watched um, soap uh, operas. No, sometimes. <laughs> but no, during lunch we watched, there was a show on TLC, like, um, I want to say it was called A Birth Story. Yeah, that sounds right. And it was like, yeah, all about, and, a, and like a wedding story. Yeah. And, stuff like and that. it yeah. followed like one woman, her journey through pregnancy and then like her having the baby. It was very interesting. I remember. And some days I would drive Would you home. say it's educational? Um, well, I mean, I grew up to be someone who doesn't want children. Well, I was going to say, I <laughs> so. used to drive home some days and watch that show with you guys at lunch, mm-hmm. senior year. Yeah. It was, and it it's... terrified me so much that I was so scared to have kids for so long. Yeah. Because it was always like a dramatic story of, I don't know. It's not on the air anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I don't think any of that has any bearing on a person's adulthood. No, I think it definitely does. Who who you are in high school, I feel like, shapes you. No. No, I don't no. think so. James I'm... is like the most dependable, like sturdy, reliable person. There's like not any red flags about him to me. He's got some red flags. Not from sitting with emo kids at lunch. I just think I'm a totally different person than when I was in high school. But it shaped you. I mean, to some degree, but I wouldn't want someone to judge me. Okay, where did you sit? With my friends. I didn't have like a <laughs> What were it your wasn't friends? A certain type of friend. I didn't I don't know they were like a click, right? Like a right. regular, I mean, I'm like sure a, we were the cheerleaders. Yeah, or, right. Yeah. It wasn't like the cheerleaders mm. or the jocks. We weren't in band. We weren't in choir. We weren't like normal kids. It was just. You're still very close to your high school group of friends, though. To a few of them, yeah. But mm. actually, I often didn't sit with them at lunch because we didn't have the same lunch. Sometimes I did. But as someone who didn't go to high school, the lunch period always fascinated me. It just seemed so fun that you got to go pick out whatever food you wanted. It just seemed like a magical time. Yeah, I did like when I could drive and Mm -hmm. skip lunch and leave, go eat somewhere else, go to my boyfriend's house. Mm -hmm. Oh, scandalous. All right, Zoe, where were you sitting? Um, One year I sat (laughs) outside the cafeteria on the floor with all the stoners. Mm -hmm. I guess we were too cool to sit inside at a table. And then the next two years I sat either in the art teacher's room Mm -hmm. With people or... I was about to say what was happening with that art in teacher. In teachers, in a different teacher's room who had a closet off of his classroom with a TV and a couch and like a bunch of us would go in there and watch TV and I would leave and go get lunch. Usually for me and the teacher. Sounds scandalous. Yeah, it sounds a little inappropriate. Yeah. He wasn't. He was just a cool teacher. Yeah, there's, there's always like a couple cool teachers and that will open like, their classrooms. Let us go smoke outside. And he would give us the key to the 
tower. He definitely wanted to sleep with somebody. Yeah, I'm sure. 100%. He, I, no, I bet if you posted, who was it? If you posted I can't say his a, name, but uh, no, he was honestly the best teacher. But if you posted his name on Facebook right now, I bet at least two girls would be like, "Yeah, I slept with him." No, 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 no. He was not like that. This was an older teacher, and he. Mm. It was just he was like the soccer coach, and just was like cool and smoked, and so he didn't care if people smoked and like. Mm-hmm. I don't trust it. Mm-mm. No, there was something else going on. No, he was totally like. Mm-hmm. And it how, was never weird. It was never like well, no. I mean, not he to you, had but a strong boundary up. Yeah, <laughs> it, it doesn't, doesn't sound like, it. like that at all. He had a strong boundary. We could go in his room, right. watch TV, buy him Hang lunch, on his couch. It was he had boundaries. He was he wasn't involved in any of this, but like <laughs> he gave he us allowed the key, us to he gave us the illegal to the classroom. He said, "I'll Guys, be here after boundaries. school. Bye." <laughs> Okay, Wait, this is, after we're close. Right. <laughs> you know, you can Have change you in here. It's fine. Heard of. There's a Hulu series about this topic, actually, that I just recently watched. It's this teacher. His name was Jason Myers. Was and, that your teacher, Zoe? Yeah, it was his name, <laughs> Jason <laughs> Myers. <laughs> but he would do this kind of stuff. He would, like, lure people into his classroom, become really close to them, groom these girls. I was going to say, this is called grooming. And have a relationship. <laughs> but people around, like, that were in the room with them didn't necessarily mm. know what was going on. Because no. it would happen. No, I don't think it happened to you. <laughs> but apparently, there were enough people... Like the administration knew about it and they would fire him, but then he would just go get a job in another state. Mm -hmm. And so they just pass the trash to someone else. And it's a huge problem in education. So there's a whole like Hulu series about it now. And they're saying if you actually stop passing the trash and allow teachers to resign, then, you know, all this grooming stuff would lessen. So anyway, I'm just still going to defend my teacher that there was nothing going on with anyone. You should ask your friends. I we. I have. There's nothing to talk about. I don't know. It was, doth protest too much. In this case, they called his girls Jason's girls. No, no, he was never. <laughs> Is that what they called y'all? This was an older man, and it was also men, uh, guys and girls. I wasn't in it. It wasn't all girls that were into yeah. going into this like little TV room. Yeah, it was mostly the soccer boys or mm. a couple soccer girls, or just like the people who just didn't want to go sit and have lunch in the cafeteria. Yeah, some teachers are cool like that. Yeah, Jagger did have a teacher like that once and thought it was scandalous. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, speaking of Jagger, I had a conversation with her. Jagger is our Gen Z little sister. She was telling me about some things that are happening in her friend group. And she said that she knows people that are now identifying as frog. No, stop. No, 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 no. Froggy and frog self. What is that? And there, and that's just one example. There's Wait, like many, many different. Like it's so they're an, they're actually animals. Like they're pronouns. No, they're frog. Yeah, that's just one example she gave. She said so. It's moved past like they them, which is a very, I think it's become very commonplace and accepted. Mm-hmm. And it's now moving past that to things like frog and frog self. And so she and I had this discussion about you and I, like she and I are very open-minded people, but I can see where this undermines the whole movement. Like this, you how can you have, how can you identify as a frog? I feel like that feeds into the narrative against this whole notion of they, them. If you have people that are now identifying as frogs. Yeah, it makes it a joke. It makes it a joke. So I feel like it's undermining the people that really 
do yeah. identify as they them or or you know however we identify but in 10 15 20 years are people going to be playing this back and saying oh, look at hillary she's not respecting the frog community <laughs> i know but i okay, just feel but like it's doing do more they damage actually i there are they actually saying i i think i'm a frog or are they just like being silly <laughs> she said they're just being silly so oh. so it's just yeah yes. it's undermining i would say so it, they don't believe that they're a frog right but they do believe that whatever they say they are, you should respect. No. So I think they think they're lending support to the movement. And I am I was telling her, I feel like it undermines the movement because it makes it more of a joke than it already is to some people. Right. And then how do we ever get ahead if we have people doing things like that that are undermining? Right. Because I think the people who are not in support of this, that's their fear is that it's just going to keep going one step further, one step further until all of a sudden people are, oh, well, I identify as a dog and I'm going to marry a dog. That's like they're in their crazy heads what they think this is going to. Right. Mm -hmm. And I told her this impacts me on some level because, you know, for instance, what I have to deal with in the kids school uh, district is things like they actually accuse the school sometimes of allowing children to use litter boxes in schools and identifying as furries. And that never happens. There's not been a single documented case of that ever happening anywhere. It's not happening in the county I live in. And so I just feel like if we're becoming so what she said, she said it's like wokeness gone too far. If we're becoming so woke, it just undermines the actual battles we're trying to have, like allowing the right books to be in schools and allowing kids to read what they want. But if we're leaning into this too much, I just worry that we're yeah. no you don't get to wake up and just mockery. be whatever you want yeah but what if your kids came home and said i'm a frog now well that's a great imagination <laughs> but they want to be referred to as a frog i think that's fine when they're kids but like on legal paperwork you can't be a frog that's uh, just an entirely different or, yeah it's not a gender college and they're like saying that and they understand that there are people who actually mm. need to be referred to as he she or they them then they should be yeah, old just, enough to be aware that like it's it's just kind of it's disrespectful. Okay, yeah. Frog's if, not a gender. What if Jagger came home and said, I want to be referred to as a frog. She'd have to really explain to me how that's a gender and why that replaces <laughs> well, he, she, they, It's not they, a them. gender. That's a different species. You can't. Jagger's species is now frog. frog. But it's not. Scientifically, it's not. She's well, not a frog. It's not go there I, I just feel like that would be too far but for that me. is but that is that, different but it kind of reminds me of have you oh god what is her name singer blonde hair sia no nope. madonna no nope. Nope. no nope. no nope. christina christina aguilera no she was in a punk rock group gwen stefani gwen stefani, oh. gwen stefani says that she is at heart a harajuku girl a harajuku girl japanese mm. and there were many japanese girls mm -hmm. who were really offended because she's not japanese right and she, she she was trying to, to celebrate say, the culture yeah. yeah which i get that but she didn't say i love the culture and right. i celebrate it she was like i am japanese yeah like and, i identify as japanese and, and i think that's similar like she she's in a world she's around enough mm -hmm. and in a community where she understands that like that's inappropriate to say you can like really identify with a culture i think that's fine well i think you can maybe not identify but like respect and appreciate and like a culture you can't say i am a harajuku girl you're not in her heart she is no that's like that girl who got in trouble for saying she was black and ed going all out but then it turns out she wasn't she just had a good self tan and wanted to be part of that community what about people who say i'm a gay man at heart 
What does that mean? Are they a gay man at heart? I don't know. Are they just afraid to come out of the closet? I don't know that people claim to be a gay man at heart if they're not a gay man. Really? Yeah, because you they take stereotypical gay men things and are relating it to themselves. Mm. Uh, The other part of this she said that is happening is people are now starting in her world, starting to say that adoption is unethical, that we're just ripping kids from parents. Oh, I know. And I was like, Jagger, it just honestly to me sounds like kids that have not seen enough of the world that don't know what's happening to some of these children that they do need good homes. They're not just being ripped (laughs) from good homes. And... If they had a good home, they wouldn't be up for adoption. Yeah. And I don't know if it re- like if it pertains to the international adoptions or that community in particular. Right. Because I'm sure there's some shady stuff that goes down with international adoptions with Americans who pay, you know, to have. Right. I've heard stories. Actually, Madonna adopted two children from Malawi and they're investigating those adoptions because she apparently paid off people to have them done. So I'm sure there's some shady stuff there, but. I don't think adoption on the whole is unethical. No, definitely not. Obviously, millions of people who have been adopted into wonderful situations who didn't have a family prior Mm -hmm. or were in a really bad situation. Yeah, I just think that Gen Z specifically is just becoming too sensitive. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just not everything. Oh, you know what you sound like. Mm -hmm. Do I sound like a boomer? Yeah, Yeah. calling us all little snowflakes. (laughs) I mean, but right? Are they too sensitive? Are I they think too they mean well and easily I think, offended? I don't. I don't think of. I think they mean well. They're trying to solve all the world's problems, but they just don't have all the facts yet. Well, and I think they need to accept they can't solve all the world's problems. Just focus on what you can do with your tools that you have in your toolbox. So I was scrolling online recently, and I came across this article about a woman named. Anna Christina, who wrote a book about her time running a brothel in New York. And then I realized it sounded so familiar that she was our neighbor in New York. (gasps) What? What? Yeah, not like the same apartment building, but we were like three. What was my address? Do you remember, Zoe? 326, (laughs) 324, 78th. It was three something. And she lived in like 309. Just right, like a few apartments down. Did you like know her? Talk no, to her? No, 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 no. But I got up to go to work one morning. I walked to work and there were exactly 4,000 police cars on the street and news outlets everywhere. And it was like, I got home from work and it was like that. Like it was really crazy. And I was like, what the heck is going on? And someone was like, did you hear about the brothel that was busted on East 78th Street? And then the people who I work with were like, oh my God, Hillary, isn't that where you live? Like, isn't that your block? Like, what's going on in your apartment? And Are you a um, prostitute? Or a madam. Mm -hmm. And it was like a really big scandal because she was she's known as like the world's most notorious madam. And she Mm -hmm. ran this brothel on the Upper East Side for almost 20 years. And she didn't live there. She owned this apartment or rented it. And it was a fixed rent. What do you call that? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, rent yeah. Controlled? Yeah. Rent it was controlled. like $600 a month. Oh, my God. But it was a one bedroom. It was really, really small. I think yeah. even smaller than my apartment, which was under 400 square feet. So mm. small. And she had a husband and four kids in like upstate New York where she actually lived and then would come and run this brothel for many, many years and made millions and millions of dollars. Wow. And all of her clients were really prestigious and famous people and politicians mm. and a lot of like police chiefs 
And it was like a huge, like they had been following her and like trying to bust her for years. And they finally had enough evidence to like bust her and close it down. And she went to Rikers Island with a $2 million bail and she got bailed out because she had so many mm-hmm. lawyers and such that were her clients. clients. Yeah. And apparently the DA tried to make a deal with her to um, let them, I guess, like bug her apartment mm-hmm. so that they could catch all these all people, the people and get them in trouble. And like, mm-hmm. you know, say like, oh, this person and this person have like been mm-hmm. paying $25,000 a weekend to go to this brothel. It was very, it was like, oh gosh. The cheapest was like a thousand dollars an hour for like you know a certain girl, and the most expensive was like twenty five thousand. Wow, that's crazy! It was happening in an apartment right by you. Yeah, like a teeny tiny little. I mean, it was the Upper East Side, so it was like really nice places everywhere. But hers was a teeny tiny little apartment. And when you read the descriptions online, it was like pretty gross sounding. Mm, yeah, it was like I guess they weren't there for an the accommodation, like wrought iron <laughs> bed with like you know burgundy sheets and. What I don't understand is if you want to be in that business, why not set up shop in a hotel Nova- or no, like Nevada where it's legal? Well, well, I think because you have so many high paying clients in New York. And mm. she was really well known. I guess it's just local, easy to get and to. She would never, and even when the DA offered her to like bug the apartment so that she wouldn't, mm-hmm. it was like a plea bargain. She said no. Mm, she wow. stayed in Rikers Island instead of doing that because she I respect that. She was like, no, I'll never mm-hmm. reveal like my clients. Oh, I would there. sell mine out so fast. Yeah, of no, course. No, but she probably thinks she could get out right. and then do it again. And she needs all those people's well, trust. And if you rat someone mm-hmm. out, then someone may kill her. And she still says, like, you can read, she just did an interview in the last year, and that's what, she, like, wrote a book about it, and mm-hmm. she still thinks that she, like, didn't do anything wrong. Well, yeah, it goes and back to that notion that we've talked about before, where maybe sex work should be legal, but also, you don't need a madam for that. You should just be able to represent yourself. Well, I mean, I don't know, because... No, you need, pr- like, you protection. Think, yeah. Is she gonna protect? Maybe. Yeah, that's what they do. It depends on what... I mean, as long as she's not, yeah. like, trafficking young girls exactly. and forcing women to... Yeah, I think they're having business. someone set it up for you, having pain yeah. not go through you, making yeah. sure the men are safe, making sure somebody... Everyone's tested, everybody, yada, yeah. yada, yada, yada. Because have y'all ever watched... Um, there was a show that used to be on about that, like, brothel in Nevada. The Bunny, the Bunny Ranch... Ranch. Did y'all ever watch no. that? Mm-mm. It was very interesting because it does go into like it is legal there and like all of the testing they do on like all the women to make sure everybody stays safe and just all the protections that are in place. It's like that's what, like, if you want to do that, why not do it in Nevada? But if she lived in New York, yeah, New Yorkers, she probably always lived there. Right. Yeah, you're going to leave New York. And, too. True. Yeah. And, and you're not going to go to Vegas if you've been in New York. Right. Very different atmosphere. Yeah. But she was making millions of dollars. And yeah. You know, I think the biggest thing was that it was all, you know, really powerful, influential mm-hmm. men who obviously were doing this illegally mm-hmm. and were married for the most part mm-hmm. and had fame. It was like a secret yeah. life. But yeah. Did you ever see people coming and going from the apartment? I mean, I, I'm sure, but I wouldn't have known. There's people coming and going from weird. every apartment constantly. They weren't wearing a have. Julie Roberts outfit. <laughs> no, but I did. I read that she, there was like clothing, like silk red like lacy dresses that she like kept there and so like i'm sure you just went and put mm-hmm. on clothes and did your shift and whatever out. yeah but it was for like i swear you lived there at the time zoe it was between our apartments mm-hmm. it was a lot closer to mine but suddenly we passed it to get to yours <laughs> we can't account for zoe's time in new york suddenly <laughs> <laughs> where were you spending your time in new york Zoe? <laughs> i swear you were there that's crazy though imagine who's in her book i mean i'm sure like mm-hmm. rudy giuliani but you know, I was thinking about that, but I think we would have heard. Also, Trump. Oh, for right? sure. 
hundred percent in New York. Unless, percent. unless he just has his own little, well, he was using Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. Mm. True. But you know, that's what made New York fun. Mm-hmm. There's always some kind of new story happening <laughs> right around the corner. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's so interesting. <laughs> that is crazy. Advice question number one. It's from a male listener this week. Oh, I love our male listeners. I do too. I like to hear from them. He says his problem is that he is 21 years old and in college. That's a problem. Yep. That is a a big problem. And he has been studying in the library for his LSATs, which are the tests you have to take, obviously, to get into law school. Um, He says there's a girl who sits near him, incredibly attractive, And he says while they're sitting a table or two apart every once in a while, he notices her looking in his direction. And I'm pretty sure she's caught him looking in her direction. He says he's shy and he's not sure how to approach her, especially in a library, which is such an awkward place to approach someone. It's really quiet. Um, He also wants us to know that there's lots of students studying between us. So he's really afraid of making noise and disturbing them. Would it be weird or inappropriate if I passed her a note with my phone number or Instagram handle? How can I ask this girl out? I think he should go sit at her table. Mm -hmm. Don't pass a girl your number blindly without talking to her. Definitely not your Instagram handle. <laughs> well, people, twenty-one-year-olds like yeah, true, like Snapchat and Snapchat. Yeah, Snapchat. Yeah. Snapchat. Instagram is okay. for millennials. They yeah, don't use that. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. Just go sit at her table, study there, and if you end up chatting, great. If he's shy, he's never gonna go sit at someone's table. He can table. just go sit there and study. He doesn't have to talk to her. Well, isn't the goal to like? He'll, she'll become. talk to him. You think so? What, what if, if she, she doesn't? doesn't? What well, if she's shy too? Okay, then that's a different problem for both of them and they're not <laughs> meant to go on a date together. <laughs> what could, but could, he could like, what if he asked to borrow like a pen? <laughs> sure. Excuse me, do you have a number two pencil? <laughs> or like he a could, computer charger, he a phone charger. leave yeah. the same time as her. That's yeah. creepy. No. no, no, no. Just like they just happened mm, to leave and then no. they could, that way, because you can't talk in the library and then you creepy. could walk out together and be like, oh, you can't or walk for? in together. Maybe he knows, like, it sounds like they're there no. around the same time. Oh, Maybe he can stop sort of, yeah. stalking this yeah, girl. No, it's like, oh, a, it's like a stalking. planned, like, listen, if this guy is shy, I'm coming from the girl's perspective. She's at the library trying to study and a guy is staring at her and now is going to walk out and in at the same time as her. True. What if she's thinking he's creepy? She's not into it. She's like, why is this guy staring at me? He just needs to go sit next to her and be like, hey, how's it going? If it doesn't go well, just leave and never talk to her again. But don't be creepy. Yeah, I agree. I would just because, yeah, you're supposed to be quiet in a library, but you can talk a little bit. Yeah, you can talk in in a college library. Yes, for sure. So just sit down by her and be like, hey, pretty lady. <laughs> I'm so not the right person to ask, ask this question because I'd be so freaked out if a guy sat at my table like that. Well, how would you feel then if he got up and followed you out? Better. <laughs> if he didn't, if it didn't leave the building. That has to be someone with confidence. Yeah. To rush out and go, hey, oh my gosh. I'm just, yeah, I don't I want him that confident. You. I need him a little bit less confident. Kristen yeah, likes him a little so timid. So a creepy guy walks next to you silently as you leave no, the No, not silently. Like walk out and just say like, hey, what are you studying for? I'm studying for the LSATs. That's a good thing to bring up. I would just say like, hey, what are you working on? To a stranger. Or like, we're both here a lot. I guess we have tough yeah, classes. If you're both in college and you both see each other, it's not like. Yeah, but to someone who's saying that they're shy, you don't go up to a stranger and say, hey, what are you studying? Well, what does he do? That's, I already said. Asks for her charger? Yeah. Oh, ask for a charger. That's a good one. 
that opens the door to at least then later if you see her you can say thanks so much for the charger yeah okay good one zoe you could hook yourself a college boy right now (laughs) (laughs) yeah ask her for something or apparently a teacher and a college student or help on something people like to be helpful so maybe just say like hey do you know how to use that something i don't know what they even have in libraries these days but (laughs) do the girl (laughs) thing where you pretend like you don't know how to do something so you can ask a guy for help right excuse me do you know how to log on to our student email i don't know (laughs) (laughs) find something she could reasonably help you with and ask her it'd be so cute to meet in a library Mm -hmm. i like that story yeah i hope they get married yeah i just sit down by her see how it goes yeah just start a conversation Mm -hmm. better than just handing your number i wouldn't like that all right well you can do it we have faith in you yeah question number two Hey, sisters, I have two teenage daughters, both of which have started wearing thongs that go up and above (laughs) their pants. I know this is trendy, but I just can't stand when they leave the house and their thongs are sticking out the sides and out the back. It looks so inappropriate. Should I just put my foot down and refuse to let them leave the house like this? Or should I try to have a conversation with them about it? Or should I just let it go? Because it's one of those dumb teenage trends that will just go away. Did all of our moms write this in 2003? yeah well, ours didn't but you know it's like trendy again is it uh, that's yeah like, it's a new thing because low I mean, rise is back so yeah it's that like, was it's the not. problem back then yeah I've was s- the jeans yeah i've seen <laughs> online where it's like the thing again we didn't have, like, want thong. our thongs but hanging no out, but, but now it is they like are purposely right. pulling their like strings well, and up no, to back, go over back in They're the like day this. some girls did one well that's because our jeans were low so they had to see so you might as well have it showing out the back the little whale tail and we all survived. So do not tell your teenage daughter. Don't try to control them. It's so harmless. It's underwear. Who cares? I 100% disagree. I disagree really? too. Yeah. My mom would not let me have my thong pulled up out of my jeans. And did you do it anyway? No. We weren't even allowed to have thongs. Okay. Y'all, your teenage daughters are going to do what they want anyway once they get to school. They're going to put on makeup. I, they're going to pull up their thong. Well, of course, they're going to put but on why makeup. why are we controlling? Think, you want to control your daughter's body. It's a piece uh, of I'm underwear. not controlling her body, but I think it is a mother's job to teach her daughter, like, when things and that where are appropriate you can do things, and inappropriate yeah. and how it's fashion no and not, not when you're eight fashion. or this, 16 yeah or this, this is fashion this woman said her no. daughters were 12 and 14 yeah They're that's exactly when 12? i was wearing my underwear outside of my low-rise jeans okay. no one could see but, the front but you're area treated, but like you're treating boys to that and they don't need to be treated to that, okay, at that no. Age. no no no, no you can't say but that. you are but that it is what happens it just That's allows the them to problem. look at it. Right. Who cares? I'm not worried it about is the boys. The boys. I I'm just not think saying they should. It's the same way as like teaching a child to like wear deodorant or mm. wash their hair when it's oily or like these clothes match and these don't. Like it's your job or like this is how you shave your legs or whatever. Like it's you're teaching your child like how to like dress no. and like be a grown up in the world. And where it's okay. It'd be fine mm-hmm. if it were yeah. you were older and it was like a date or a, a <laughs> mall. Like you're at... <laughs> Ever, like i don't know like where, if you're now, older and like that's sweetie you if you're going on a date yourself. feel free to get <laughs> wherever you want to be yourself but not around teachers like that's so that would be so uncomfortable okay my thing it's not about controlling their fashion their body anything it's just looks stupid but everything teenagers do looks stupid and parents are always going to think that no 
no one understands that the teenagers like thinks that's cool and why are we going to tell them different like well, they're okay because look, their underwear on the when i was a teenager clothing. i wore trends that were ugly yeah or like how we would only wear like old navy flip-flops in the middle of winter and like and my mom would be like you're stupid put on yeah. shoes i'd be like no this is what everybody's wearing that stuff i fine whatever but it's very different having your underwear pulled up I'm and out of not. your pants. But like my mom bought me thongs and encouraged me to wear thongs so that I wouldn't have a panty line. <laughs> so I wore them. Also, that's for she, a man. That's not for you. That's for a man to look at your butt. So if we're going to go down that well, road. No, I'm just saying my mom wasn't like you're not allowed to wear a thong. Yeah. But she wouldn't be like, yeah, she'd be like, Hillary, your thong's showing. Your pants are too low. I don't have to like tuck it down. I, and that wasn't I never I was with her on that. Yeah, I think it's okay mm-hmm. to tell someone to pull their pants up. The same way now that like when all the my boys. kids' underwear shows mm-hmm. when Luna is was but six that- years old and constantly doing cartwheels, and so I'd be like, okay, you have to wear shorts under your dress now because at school you're showing your underwear all the time. It's the same when she's that 12. wasn't a style or fashion when boys were wearing baggy jeans and had a belt. It was below their private areas. That was a Right, style. and that you think all their moms were like cool. <laughs> no, that's what I'm, saying. I'm saying it's totally lame, but you can't tell a teenager that what they're doing is lame. You can tell oh, your you teenager tell anything. That's okay, what you're I'm supposed saying, to be doing, right? But I'm saying don't expect them to listen. Let them like be whatever they want to be. A thong hanging out the back. Who cares? A whole generation has already done it. Why are we gonna like? But also, why is that someone's identity too? Like that's not squashing their identity to say like you can't do this. It just looks dumb. That doesn't really squash their identity, right? I just think it's such a, it's so unimportant. Yeah, it's clothing. Yeah. And the I right, disagree because right it's very sexualizing to a 12 and 13 year old. Right. Where and you know. that's also when they're 12 and 13, why they're doing it. Yes. And they don't even really understand mm. that. And their brains aren't fully formed. Right. They, that, and they don't they need to be. They want to look sexy. Yeah. They don't need to be sexualized. They want boys to be looking right. at their like They're thong. wearing like furry Ugg boots right. with like shorts, mm-hmm. which was a dumb trend. It's very yeah. different than showing Every, sexy underwear right no, it's like everything that they're wearing is to be sexy to a boy i know like hormones are activated yeah. but, but doesn't mean you have to show them your underwear a little, right more or less appropriate they like don't wearing know something yet. that's trendy because you think a boy thinks your ugg furry boots are mm-hmm. cute is very different than look at my g-string yeah and i also even think 12 is thing. more dangerous i would say than like 16 because yeah you're so new to being like a hormonal teenager and everything is so sexualized to you and you're trying to get attention and you're trying to be cute and you have no idea what it means or how to regulate it and all they want to do is like act on it and they have no idea how or the boundaries and i just feel like you're putting yourself in a really really bad situation and it's also good for parents to set boundaries because then a child even if they're not always listening to you it's always in the back of their mind and they're growing up with some sort of boundary of what's wrong and what's not. And if you just let them do whatever they want with no boundaries, they're only going to push even further. Yeah, they have to have a compass. I'm saying that's great. Have this conversation with them. Your teenage daughters are going to go to school and wear and look however they want at school. But I was a teenage daughter. Yeah, same. And I didn't do it. I'm saying whatever they want, not what you want, not what you wanted in high school. I'm I'm saying there were things I wanted that my parents said that's really inappropriate Mm -hmm. and I didn't do it anyway. You did plenty. I did. I'm not saying I didn't do anything. I'm saying there were lots of things they didn't want me to do that I did not do. Right. Because I listened to them. There are plenty of things that you did do that they didn't want you to do. I didn't wear my thong out over my pants. (laughs) (laughs) Then your mom won one thing. (laughs) 
She won several. <laughs> and it sounds like Zoe's mom did not win that battle. Zoe was whale tailing it all over town. Not even intentionally. We had low rise. I'm super tall. I have a long torso. Yeah. It, when I bend over, it's yeah. going to stick out. <laughs> yeah. Ultimately, like the kids will be fine. But can you say something? Yeah, I think you and, can say something. And also, yeah, 12 is way too young to be sporting your thong around town. Yeah, I'm not talking about 12 year olds. I'm talking about if 16, 17, 18. Sure. Show show the whole town your underwear. Do what you got to do. But at 12, no, sorry. You have to keep your underwear on the inside. Well, I, for one, can't wait till Luna's a teenager. I was going to say, I'm so glad, I guess, that I have boys, maybe. Luna's going to be Luna's going to be going over to Aunt Zoe's house and being like, Mom, won't let me wear my thong on the outside of my pants. I just want to wear your bay to school. That is the style now. Little Timmy is having a Playboy bunny party and my mom won't let me go. Styles are so different and the same as our parents. Everything... The well, actually, generation. styles are exactly the same yeah. as when yeah. we were in high school. So, so I want to wear my thong out, and so and so wants to take a picture of me, and my mom says it's not okay. Girl, do you? <laughs> Sounds like you might need to monitor their relationship <laughs> a little more as Luna gets older. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah. That was a fun question. That yeah. was. Thanks for getting us all heated. Got all <laughs> wild up in here. All right. Anyone else need our help? Yes. Oh. Who? 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 I don't know. Our questions are anonymous. <laughs> Who is it? Do you want me to read um, it? Yeah, you read this okay. one. Do you ever feel like your friend group is an episode of Sister Wives? And if so, who is the head wife? Okay, before we answer this, let me just ask Zoe something. Uh-oh. <laughs> Let's duke it out for head sister wife. No. <laughs> no. Okay, so as someone who is close to your brother and sister-in-law and goes out with them a lot... Do you sometimes feel like a sister wife to them? No. Okay. But I don't but think do, I do. would think about my brother. No, not I'm not meaning it any kind of like like just the, like, like like a third wheel kind of situation. Like that other people are looking at you like, hmm, no. why is this other no, woman I've always never with them? That. Maybe I Megan, should, do you I'm, feel like uh, you're a sister wife? <laughs> Megan, do you have something no, to say? No, I don't feel like a sister wife to Kristen and James. I just I'm sure like people are sometimes like why is this three pack always together? I really don't think about no, it. No, I don't think people mm-hmm. think Things about much. it. Well, I mean, clearly people do think about it because they think that we are Apparently sister wives. They do think that we are. Okay, I've never seen sister wives. Me okay. either. I, I have. have. I oh. have. So what did what they say? Who is the head wife? It's just what you think. It's just a man who has lots and of so typically wives. And they it, live together and they raise yeah. their children together. And, and typically like the first wife is the one that has the legal marriage to him mm-hmm. and is kind of like the head wife. I mean, what, what perks do you get for being the head wife? You get more nights with him. No, and you get more say over things. You, you just get so? more attention from him. Yeah, that's what they would get. I oh. mean, she just was loved more at the beginning. Not at the end. Um, I would say a big problem in our sister wives marriage mm-hmm. is that we would all be the head wives. <laughs> <laughs> and that causes a lot of issues. Yeah, I don't see our dynamic being sister wifey. And I feel bad for whoever asked this question because clearly you don't have close girlfriends because that's just like saying any group of close friends is but maybe just a more weird dynamic support maybe it's more the supportive aspect where mm, like do we help each other out with like with the kids children, and stuff you're getting <laughs> advice about relationships from your own friend group yeah the children can go anywhere right and that is true yeah, I mean, th- yeah. that is true my kids call zoe zozo mm-hmm. and yeah. think of her as like an extra like 
auntie kind of person you know mm-hmm. they know she's around a lot same <laughs> my kids call megan mimi mm-hmm. yeah. yeah are we sister wives <laughs> <laughs> i mean honestly i can see a real perk to being sister wives uh, okay so i have said this <laughs> it's like i've been waiting for this day <laughs> okay so hillary what do you want to do how do you want to work this out no no i so when sister wives that show became popular i did always say I don't see the problem with it. If everybody like clearly there is a problem with polygamy and FLDS and all of that underage. Yeah, that is a whole separate thing. But if it's adult women all consenting to be in this relationship and they all have their reasons for it, whatever it may be, what's the problem? It's just more polyamory than anything really well for them at the beginning. But this man was actually terrible and probably abusive. But I've seen some relationships on TikTok TikTok, where they're like throuples. (laughs) Mm hmm. And it's like, yeah, because it's like, I seem to be into it. okay, as Kristen and Hillary, people who are married and have children, couldn't you use like a, another woman in your house sometimes to yeah, help out with I mean. kids, cooking, cleaning? So I, think, I mean, I don't know. Obviously, I haven't studied a lot of polygamist relationships, mm-hmm. but all the ones I've seen on books and in TV, which, of course, are the more extreme. It seems like none work out. I, I don't know of any that have like but also, been marriages and, don't work out. Right. No, that's true. But I think jealousy is always going to play a factor however i would love to have three other wives in my mm-hmm. house to do the chores you know what i want is <laughs> they i would want... all have to sleep with your husband i know and yeah that i could never i'm way too jealous and i'm right. even too jealous with my kids like i don't want someone else raising my kids like maybe babysitting sometimes but i would <laughs> love to have someone just like i, I would love maids yeah i, I would... want an alice from brady bunch Where she goes to her room at night, but during the day she's out, she's present, she's making breakfast, she's like greeting the kids and helping with their stuff, getting them where they need to go. She's got a boyfriend that runs a butcher shop, so they get meat deals. (laughs) That sounds like the best. (laughs) Right. That's what I was talking. Chris and I were talking about this once, and she was like, "Yeah, I could see, but I think I just want a maid, like a full time maid, like a live in, like an Alice, like an. She's not a threat to anyone, and you can trust her with the kids. Yeah, but Mm -hmm. if you weren't jealous." Yeah, but you were perfectly fine with your husband sleeping with other women Mm -hmm. and other women helping raise your kids. I mean, I definitely see how that's beneficial. Just having like a group. I mean, honestly, for most of the world, hasn't that, I mean, not necessarily sister wives, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. women always raised kids in groups together. And that's why it's like your your tribe. What's the like phrase of like your village, your tribe, your it takes a village. It takes a village. Thank Mm -hmm. you. That's what I was trying to think of. Mm-hmm. yeah because it does yeah and i would guess yeah maybe in some aspects that's what we are it's like a village of people who if someone needs something yeah we're there and can fill in the gap yeah but i've definitely true. never thought of any of my friend groups as sister wives no, no. But, i mean but let's well, get to the root of it just decided we were who would be the head sister wife i think we would just have to duke it out all the time <laughs> i'm yeah, really, really for different no issues. one that stands out in my mind no because mm-hmm. we all have different things that we're like controlling over I think. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Everyone is controlling. Yeah, their over own. certain things. <laughs> yeah. So it's like we each 25% of the time would be like, I'm going to die on this hill. Mm-hmm. And then tomorrow it would be Zoe dying on a different so, hill. I think Megan has an answer. Yeah. Megan thinks it's her. Yeah, well, I, I thought I was going to take her out first. <laughs> does, does, do you guys not feel like you would be the head sister wife? No, That's, I wouldn't want to well, be. It's weird to think about because if I'm thinking about my husband mm-hmm. and we're all married to him, then yes, I think obviously I'd be the head sister. But if it's a random man or like if it's James, Kristen's husband, <laughs> I, have I don't see myself as being like the head sister wife. So okay, I but can't, like, we have to take the husband right, out yeah, of this. Yeah, but it's hard. It, it grosses me out when we have to think yeah, about the husband. But so thinking of like a stranger. No, no, no. There's because no, there's no, no husband. Like, 
There's yeah, no take men the men. The men no are just man. extra. We're just sister wives together. We're just sister. Oh, okay. Sis- but just oh. sisters. Or sisters, not saints. You guys just got confused by the title. Right. <laughs> sisters, <laughs> not wives. So sister wives, <laughs> not saints. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just think like we help each other get through life. If nobody else is willing to be the head sister wife, I'm going to have to be the head sister no, wife. No, that's the problem, Megan, is that we're all the head sister wife. So and that's why we can't even agree on anything mm. daily between the four of us. <laughs> so no, we're already vetoing you out. So we would be letting all our kids wear thongs up to their ears. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's we'd funny. be great sister wives. We're no. not meant to be married to each other. Mm-mm. We're just and meant we to be like, able to control each other. I would you're love- in a sister wife situation please write in all yeah. the, your relationship questions yeah i would love to talk to a real life sister wife mm-hmm. i would too send in all your questions about polygamy and being a frog and wearing underwear outside your clothes at sistersnotsaints.com <laughs> <laughs> or email us at sistersnotsaintspodcast at gmail.com where it is not anonymous but we won't say your name follow us on all social medias at sisters not saints podcast be sure to subscribe to rate to review and we can't wait to talk to you guys next week bye Bye. That did sound too cringy. Oh, it was way too bye. Bye was weird tone. Bye. It was. Sorry guys. <laughs>